The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, the younger, more handsome Wickert man, chief millennial loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage. And with me this morning is Paul Miller, Acunet Mortgage chief radio assistant. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, David. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. That number, 414-799-1620. Well, uh, it's been a busy sports news weekend, but lo, there was a, a lot going on in the financial market as well this week. So wanted to give a, a respectable roundup to everything that kind of went down this week and maybe try to boil it down into how does that matter to Wisconsin homeowners and possible refinancers. So it, it all kind of boiled down to uh, Friday. Friday was the trifecta of events and uh, comments, back and forths. So when I woke up on Friday morning, the first headline that I read was that China was going to raise tariffs on $75 billion worth of U.S. goods. So a tariff is nothing more than a tax on, hey, we're shipping a good from this country to another country, and the receiving nation says, hmm, we will take your goods, but um, we want to put a tax on that, I mean, to raise revenue and or to limit or diminish that trade. So a tariff is nothing more than a tax. And so for reference, uh, President Trump has outlined tariffs on some $200 billion and has threatened up to $300 billion worth of Chinese goods that may be eligible for tariffs. And so this is kind of a back and forth. For those who recall, the president had, after uh, negotiations with China fell through, was going to impose a another 10% tariff on Chinese goods on September 1st. And then that got walked back. And now the Chinese have kind of, made their countermeasure known at least for the moment um and so so that was that was friday's first event kind of mm, angst about world trade and how that's going to impact the global economy okay so so that was thing number one thing number two was uh, every year the federal reserve meets in jackson hole wyoming ho home of the grand tetons beautiful they actually film i think uh, truck commercials in the Grand Tetons. But anyway, so the Federal Reserve meets uh, there and they have a conference, which I can only imagine how dry that conference is with a bunch of economists and central bankers hanging out for a couple days. Uh, but what everybody was waiting to hear was, hey, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, what do you guys have in mind or not with... Um, you know, helping the economy move forward, help continue this decades-long bull run. And so uh, among the notes, let me summarize, uh, basically the chair said, yeah, we'll do another rate cut um, sometime soon, you know, we're not sure when. Uh, but the extra comment 
that they made was, mm, this whole trade war thing, it's really making the rest of the world economy, kind of making the outlook of how the world economy is going, making it cloudy, making it look uncertain. And if there's one thing that financial markets do not like, it's uncertainty. And so the uh, Chairman Powell's uh, comments were thing number two. And then thing number three uh, was, the, was President Trump uh, commenting both toward the Chinese tariffs uh, and uh, Chairman Powell's uh, comments about, yeah, we're going to do whatever it takes to, you know, keep the economy going. So that had, it was a nauseating day in the equity markets, the stock market. It was up, down, sideways. The Dow Jones shed, I think, over 500. And the U.S. 10-year Treasury, which is kind of the bellwether of um, economic health, dropped all the way down to 1.54%. So a lot going on. Um and, and in case you're wondering, the futures market uh, for, hey, is the Fed going to cut rates, you know, again, uh, stands, they have a September meeting, stands at 95% odds that they're going to do another quarter percent cut to the Fed funds rate. So whew, take, a, take a breath. That's a lot going on in just a, a short amount of time. I, you know, and the question that we get is, you know, how does this impact what mortgage rates are going to do or or have done um what we're going to cover uh, after this first break is well we can tell you hey what are interest rates right now for folks who are looking to buy a house or refinance uh but paul we were talking about um you know how does this impact folks kind of on a back over here in regular life and the answer is i don't know you know it's economic uncertainty doesn't make anybody feel good but I don't think it's going to stop anybody from going to a Brewers game later today or the rest of their regular life. But let's at least outline what it's going to take for folks if they're looking to save a little money on a refinance or if they're looking to buy a house. Uh, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Paul Miller over there hanging out with you this Sunday morning. Thanks, Sean, for the Foo Fighters. It's going to be a Foo Fighters kind of Sunday, isn't it? But um, we were just kind of doing a roundup of the week's financial events. And, Paul, we were talking off the air, and your question was, you know. Yeah, David. Um, so how do these tariffs, the trade war in Federal Reserve, and especially Trump's comments about this, how does that have an impact on the mortgage market and and rates. Yeah, and great question. And, you know, we've been getting that a lot because folks have been uh, tracking kind of treasury rates, and those have been dropping. And mortgage rates usually move uh, in correlation to U.S. Treasury. I know this is wonky, but move in correlation to treasury rates. But mortgage rates haven't dropped as fast as maybe, you know, like the 10-year treasury, for example. But at the end of the – I mean, we're it's a smoking good time. Uh, to be out there refinancing or buying a house. So at the end of the week, uh, Acunet could have offered 3.75% on a 30-year fixed. Uh, that's with 25% equity and all the other right stuff. So the other right stuff is a 740 credit score, escrowing for taxes, no second mortgage on your home, for example. Uh, the APR is 3.77. That's just with $995 in cost. And cost literally means the 
I call it the construction materials of your mortgage, you know, the um, appraisal, if we need one, uh, the title insurance, credit report, that knickknack stuff. So it's a great time. I was uh, I actually stopped into a closing um, earlier on Friday, a uh, young single guy buying a house. And, um, you know, I told him that had he been buying this house a year ago, you know, from nothing he could influence nor, you know, Acunet could influence, he'd be paying literally a full percent higher, probably, you know, flirting with 5% uh, in terms of his mortgage. You know, and what's funny is that has nothing to do with his appetite or anybody's appetite to um, want to go buy a house. You know, uh, it, the young guy who was in there, his mom was in the closing as well. And she made the joke that when she bought their first house back in the late 80s, they had a 10% mortgage. Well, I guess it wasn't holding anybody back. I mean, when my parents bought a house here in Milwaukee 35 some years ago, it wasn't stopping them. It was like a 12% adjustable rate mortgage. It wasn't stopping them at all. But, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the second question that we get a lot is, you know, where will rates go from here? And, you know, what we shared in the first segment is that the financial markets think that the, the Fed is going to do another rate cut uh, at 95% odds at their next meeting in September. And what people just maybe don't realize is that that's already baked into the cake. You know, the expectation of where the financial markets are going to be is already here when the world opens up tomorrow morning for business. And so um, I... I we were talking about this in the office this week. There's like a there's some kind of blackjack analysis in all this. It's like okay, I I'm I'm thinking about refinancing. I sat down with a hundred dollars at the mortgage you know refinance blackjack table, and things went well. And suddenly I'm you know I'm sitting on two hundred dollars on my refinance blackjack. It's like well, do you take your winnings and and go celebrate and buy drinks for other people because of the money you just saved on your refinance or I just wouldn't ever advise to hold on hoping or thinking that things will get better from here if only because I mean we weren't expecting this in the first place it's amazing how the economists at every large institution in America from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac even the uh, National Realtors Association thought that mortgage rates were still going to be at five and well guess what they were wrong but um, in terms of is now the time to take advantage of refinancing, the answer is yeah. And and I should also add one cool feature that Acunet has is we have the ability to go and renegotiate your interest rate even after we lock it in, which is kind of the a double win. It's, hey, you know, we can get you the 3.75 that I just read off with all the right stuff. But if rates drop further from there, Acunet has the power to kind of go back and take advantage of if rates drop from here. So that's kind of the win-win. It's like it can't go higher on you, but if rates continue to drop, and I, I got that question, it's like, are rates going to go you know, down from here? It's like, if I knew the answer to that, I would already own an island in the Caribbean uh, thanks to making a big bet on which way interest rates are going to go. So all that to say, take take the bird in the hand, uh, especially because rates are wildly low in the mortgage world right now. So, all right, well, we're coming up on our uh, break here. When we come back, I've got a story of someone I helped this week um, buying from mom. 
and how gift of equity um, is awesome when you have the opportunity to do that, but how kind of our advice is going to make their game plan just a little bit better. So uh, all that after this break, you've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I am David Wickard. Over there is Paul Miller. Good morning. And uh, just talking about uh, how wildly hot interest rates are. Paul, you had a good thought, though, before after we hopped off the air. Yeah, David. So you're you're helping this uh, guy, and rates have dropped a, a whole percentage point in, yeah. in the course of a year. Can Acunet help him out again if rates drop another point or drop it all, let's say, a year down the road? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's a great question. Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, if on, so there's no prepayment penalty on any mortgage that Acunet creates. Uh, and so if we have the opportunity, you know, a year from now, six months from now to do it again, I, I just can't imagine how wildly busy the mortgage world will be if rates drop another half or full percent from here. But, you know, God willing. Um, yes. And, and we can help folks again. So don't feel like this is the last time you could ever uh, do a, a refinance just because rates are low this time around. Um, so in terms of um, how, uh, so I took a, a call this week and last week um, about a, a gift of equity or uh, somebody, uh, a young couple uh, who have been living in the home that uh, he, of the mom, and uh, have been there for a couple years now. And they now have an accepted or a, a verbal agreement with uh, mom to buy the house from them. And so it, we do a lot of these, uh, helping kids or grandkids buy houses from mom, dad, grandparents, or even estates, you know, for, for someone who's passed away. And a lot of times when folks come to us, the idea that they have in mind is, you know, they they want to set the purchase price at just barely above what if anything is owed on the house, you know, and I get it because parents and grandparents or whoever's selling, they want to give a good deal to the child that they're selling the home to, you know, and you know, that's the whole point of having money, right? Is to give your kids a, a jump on financial life. So uh, on this specific call that I took, they had an agreed upon price with mom for $90,000. Uh, and it turns out the property is probably closer to maybe $120,000. Uh, and I bet they might even be able to get more for that if they stuck a for sale sign in the front yard. So so the headline for this segment is selling your house to your kids for less than market value is a disservice to your kids. I'm going to say that again. Selling your house to your kids for less than market value is a disservice to your kids. And I'm going to tell you why. And I know parents want to give their kids a break, but mortgage lenders are all about measuring risk. And so, and we have to measure risk based upon the information we are provided. So for these folks, the simple math is a mortgage on a home that has 25% equity buffer is a much safer mortgage than a mortgage that only has a much thinner 5% equity buffer between what you borrow and what the house is worth. And that equity position plays directly into both your interest rate and the monthly payment. And so for these folks, 
they by setting the purchase price so much lower and and accordingly having less equity in the home their payment is actually more on a monthly basis because they have a slightly higher interest rate a little bit more risk and also they only have five percent equity and for any mortgage that has less than 20 percent equity you have pmi monthly private mortgage insurance and so hey you're trying to do this nice thing for your kids but you're actually giving them a higher monthly payment by slicing it that thin. And just, I did the math. If this were a larger purchase, for example, let's say $200,000, the difference in payment would be $98 per month because of the interest rate and PMI if you set the purchase price so much lower than the actual value of the home. Uh, and for those worried about gift tax, and I'm not a licensed tax professional, call cousin Paul S. Wickert over at Accurate Tax Services. But for the love of all that is good, and per the IRS.gov website, as one person, you can give away, wait for it, $11.4 million before any gift or estate tax kicks in. So the myth of gift tax remains such a myth. Um, so that's a story about gift of equity. Uh, when we come back after this break in the bottom of the hour with news, uh, I'm going to talk about federal tax liens. Ooh, what a joyous topic, but informative nonetheless. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Back here in the studio, I'm David Wickert. That's Paul Miller over there. And uh, halfway through uh, with a little more to go. So had covered uh, you know, financial highlights from this week along with a, a story about gift and gift of equity. And wanted to get into the weeds here real quick uh, for folks who are, you know, this kind of mainly applies to self-employed uh, people. Uh, and so first of all, shout out to Sarah and her team. Sarah is the president of Lakefront Title and a sister company to Acunet. Shout out to her team on this one. Uh, so it's Thursday and we've got some borrowers who are scheduled to close on Friday, a mere 24 hours later. And Lakefront, as they do, uh, does one more check on the property, kind of the cleanness of the property. Because what every title company on earth is trying to do is make sure that a home buyer has clean and clear title to the home, You know, meaning nobody else could claim ownership, nor is there a, a debt uh, against the property. They go and do a search to try to prove that. And that also that the mortgage lender has first position rights to the home and nobody else does. And so on Thursday, Lakefront Title does one last search at the County Register of Deeds office for this refinance borrower. And what do they find? They find a recent federal tax lien had been filed in the last 90 days. And this hadn't come up in their previous search because it had been so recent. Um, and so, you know, why does this spook and scare mortgage lenders? Uh, it's because a, a federal tax lien is what's known as a super lien in the business. Uh, and so it's one of those topics where in a perfect world, it would have been uh, addressed and or confessed uh, ahead of time so that we weren't 24 hours ahead of closing uh, for these folks looking to refinance. And, and it's a topic that has to get addressed because anytime you have a, a federal tax lien, even a state tax lien, that debt 
goes in front of your mortgage. And so that when the day comes that you sell your home, those tax liens are going to get paid off before the mortgage lender starts to receive any of their money back as well. And so that's what makes a mortgage lender nervous is suddenly, I'll say, had these borrowers closed a week earlier, and this was nobody's fault in the on the mortgage side of things or on the title side of things, it's a, it's literally a processing thing where it's this lien got filed in June and these, and these folks, it's only 75 some days later and it just hadn't gotten properly processed through the, I'm going to say slower, you know, register of deeds office process. And so had these folks closed a week earlier, suddenly the new first mortgage that we were about to put on these people's home that they wanted for their refinance would have been suddenly whacked back into second position. And so I'll say a couple kind of 30,000-foot level items about tax liens. We can still help folks who have debts to the IRS that they are paying back. If you've got a payment plan put together and are making those timely payments, likely that fits within the mortgage rule book of still being able to um, help you with a mortgage. We kind of, we ultimately just have to count it like it's uh, a car loan or student loan payments. It's an obligation you have on a monthly basis that we have to make sure that your income can sustain. Um, but it's just one of those topics where like, it's like I was once told if the uh, feds ever come to interview you, you grab a lawyer and you say, let me tell you absolutely everything that I know because they're the feds and they're going to find out and it's it's always going to work out better if you just confess from the beginning. <laughs> but And the same on a much less uh, uh, risky scale. The same goes for your mortgage lender. We, you know, please help us have all the information so that we can turn around and say, here's how we can help or can't help. Um, and quite honestly, as uh, my dad and uh, Brian notes as the chief honesty officer, we'd rather give you the honest truth about how we can help or not, uh, just with all the facts from the very beginning. So, David, what are some other things like federal tax liens that a, a borrower should let Acunet know right away about? That's a great. Uh, so child support or maintenance is kind of on that same um, level. And then, you know, also maybe if you have a side business, you know, if we need to take into account if that is making or not making money, those are items as well that it's just, it's better to be um, totally transparent and then we can pare down, you know, what is relevant or not as we continue through the mortgage process. So uh, a... a, a a tale of, of warning on that regard. Uh, when we come back from this break, I've got a story, not to be all Debbie Downer with folks, but I've got a story about divorce. This is going to be a successful outcome, but it's instructive nonetheless. This is kind of an evergreen topic, but one that warrants revisiting. Uh, we'll cover that when we come back. You are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Helping you find a place to call home. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, back at it here. Uh, I'm David Wickert. That's Paul Miller over there. And uh, a story on this segment about divorce and instructive, um, if only because for those uh, 
who haven't been through the process, there are three phases of divorce. There's before divorce, during divorce, and after divorce. So I took a call uh, from a gentleman about two weeks ago, and their process is, at least from the mortgage side of things, is going to end up being a two-step process. And so step one is they have not yet filed for divorce. And so uh, as you do not yet have a lawsuit uh, in the court systems, uh, we can help out on the mortgage side of things. And so what we achieved, and I think they're even closing tomorrow, is uh, we worked together to go from a 15-year fixed mortgage, obviously a higher monthly payment, down to they wanted to get back to a 30-year mortgage for better budgeting, you know, based upon a one income going forward and also got some kids going into their college years and all the expenses that go along with that. So, and I should say, however, I am not a lawyer. So as always, please consult with your divorce attorney or mediator with regards to all this. Uh, and, and so phase one is getting that better, more affordable monthly payment. And the the second phase of this, so whenever you file, the court requires a 120-day cooling off period. And the reason why a mortgage lender cannot close on a new mortgage while you are in the during divorce process is because we cannot uh, document what your liabilities might possibly be at the conclusion of your divorce proceedings. And, you know, on, an, uh, on a hyperbolic uh, level, you know, there's no way that we can't know. That's a double negative. There's no way for us to know if you might owe $10,000 a month in child support payments, for example. And that might have a real hindrance on your ability to afford and pay back a monthly mortgage payment. And so during that cooling off period, before you have a signed marital settlement agreement and or divorce decree that's been signed off by not just both parties, but the judge as well, your local mortgage lender is kind of like, mm, we're ready to help when we can, but we have to nail down what you owe, when you owe, and to whom do you owe it. Um, and so for the folks that, that I was able to help, okay, we were in this, we're in this before divorce, uh, portion, um, of the process. And what will end up happening in the after divorce process is these folks have a substantial amount of equity in their home and Wisconsin being a marital property state, the ex spouse is due half the equity in the home. Absolutely. And so, um, the way that you deliver though you know that half of their equity in the home is well you can sell the house you know that's that's a i think they call that a liquidating event uh that you then say hey here are the proceeds from the sale of the home you get half i get half everybody goes on their merry way the other way you can do it is through a refinance uh and so the advice that i gave to this uh a gentleman uh, on the front end of the process was let's just we're just going to take care of your mortgage as is we're just going to leave that as it is we're going to help you get a lower monthly payment and then you know you in six months from now if that's kind of as quick as it might come together you know unfortunately sometimes it can take longer nine twelve months eighteen months even longer than that depending upon what you're negotiating but we're going to end up helping this gentleman again to do a refinance that he, you then take the that half of the equity and go pay it to the ex-spouse. And so, you know, what? nobody goes to mortgage class in high school or college, and they definitely don't go to 
how does my divorce affect my mortgage class in high school or college? And so, you know, we have experience and the uh, uh, knowledge to navigate folks. And, you know, we get questions during all three phases of uh, the before, during, and after divorce, such that, you know, we're able to jump in whenever we can. Thankfully, these folks had, had not yet filed, and so we can, and maybe they won't. You know, maybe they'll... Um, work something out and uh, they'll be able to have a lower monthly payment anyway. But um, so there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and I would say that's a very human to be able to give the answer that reduces stress a little bit about like, oh, man, am I going to be able to pay my monthly mortgage and or when and or, you know, am I going to have a place to live with these kids that I'm about to send off to school? I just personally enjoyed the ability to help reduce stress for this borrower. And that's definitely a silver lining during yeah. a contentious time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there you go. Uh, uh, good stories, even uh, on a hard topic like divorce. So uh, when we come back, I've got one more uh, story from the front lines uh, of mortgage lending and real estate, but also some wrap-up stories for that we've been telling uh, over the past couple of weeks that I'm going to steal dad's uh, thunder and wrap those stories up because he's in Florida getting scuba certified. So here we are back up in Milwaukee. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. I'm David Wickert. That's Paul Miller. Paul, thanks for helping me out this morning. Of course. Uh, in our last segment here, I'm going to blaze through a couple stories. So, uh, Tim, uh, one of AccuNet's licensed loan consultants, uh, was collaborating with a family this week on a story about a two-unit purchase that they had in mind. And again, maybe hearkening back to our previous segment about gift of equity, the what your AccuNet mortgage loan consultants are really good at is hearing the game plan you've got in mind and then turning it into, not turning it, uh, collaborating with you into like, and then here's how we're going to find success in the mortgage labyrinth. And so for these folks, it was a couple plus dad who was looking to buy a two unit. And what was interesting about this is that dad does not have a fixed address at the moment. He is living out of his RV, which uh, maybe I'm weird. Like that sounds like fun for maybe a couple months, but <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> living out of his RV, uh, traveling the country and has a PO box. Okay. Interesting. He also happens to be a military veteran. And so what's cool about that is for a two unit, you can still put 0% down or almost 0% down when it's a veteran plus a non-spouse. So attractive in terms of you know, not as much money needed out of pocket. Um, and the couple needs help from dad for the down payment. Uh, but the plan was to, per you know, because the plan was to purchase the two-unit home and have the couple live in one side and dad in the other. And through conversation with Tim, the 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 game plan that was going to be the least stressful, and these folks got an accepted offer here last week, so la ti da is we're actually going to help them in just the couple's name. And dad is going to end up giving them a gift for the down payment, which for anyone who's wondering, right behind your own personal checking and savings account, the second best source of down payment in America in 2019 is gift from a blood relative, even your fiance, to which I say, how do you prove that? But anyway, 
Uh, so uh, a, a good game plan, kind of taking what folks had in mind and turning that into a winning game plan going forward. So I'm sure we'll have updates on that story here over the next couple of weeks as we navigate that. I'll be peppering Tim for updates on that. Uh, and then uh, updates on two stories from the past few weeks for anyone who has been tuning in regularly. First of all, thank you. And second, uh, so this story is for the Mr. Borrower who did not have a credit score and uh which is off the beaten path for most folks looking to buy a house, uh, that they have a credit score. We were able to get this done because the hiccup was the Mr. Borrower didn't have a credit score, so we needed to document kind of some other, hey, can you provide us a regular bill that you've been paying on a monthly basis so that we can prove your ability to pay back bills on a regular basis? Because you're about to have a new one. It's called a mortgage. And we were able to get a rent payment, and unfortunately, he had rolling lates on his cell phone bill. <clears throat> so, like, we were in legitimate fear of not being able to help these folks buy a home. But lo and behold, operations manager Jason Hansen over at Acunet Mortgage brilliantly thought of, well, you know what? There's two borrowers on this loan. Let's take away Mr. Borrower's income and just qualify on Mrs. Borrower's income. When you do that, it negates the need to document the extra documentation for Mr. Borrower, regardless of his credit score. Huzzah, they closed on Thursday with a little extra thought from the powers that be at Acunet. And then the other story I wanted to give you an update on was the home purchase multiple parcels on a lake. Uh, this was the story that dad said, like, uh, in 20 years of mortgage lending, I'm pretty sure I've never had to walk into a closing to be like, you're not closing today. Uh, and thankfully, there's a happy ending to that story. So what ended up happening, we had to get a second appraisal on this home. Akinet picked up the cost of, of that appraisal, came back at a value that and thus divided off the other parcels that weren't going to be included. And uh, these folks uh, were able to close on Friday on their new home on the lake just the way that they wanted, you know, with only three of the five parcels, leaving the other two for the sellers. So what I am not afraid to brag about is Acunet Mortgage is the best problem solvers in the mortgage business. And you've got Brian, me, and everybody on the Acunet team. We legit want to help folks buy houses and refinance to get into a better situation. So if there is a way, we will find it. And sometimes it just takes a little extra muscle to get into the end zone. But um, all good things. I'm always glad to be able to tell happy endings to stories. Yeah, so. it sounds like if some other lender can't help out, Acunet might be able to. Or at least be honest enough to tell you if we can or cannot. So all good things. All right, that's all the time that we've got here this Sunday morning. Uh Rates remain low, so and it's still a great time to buy a house. So all you have to do to get started on your no social security required mortgage checkup is click on that blue button at acunet.com. That's A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.